Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, it continues to be rough for our Twins fans in the ball club right now. Welcome to Final Pitch News Talk 830-WCCO. I'm your host, Henry Lake. Twins fall tonight to the series opening uh, game with the Houston Astros, 4-2. to 4-2. Two. to two. Very, very interesting game tonight with the, uh, the benches clearing and the Astros being in complete control of this game. And then in the ninth inning, the Twins trying to claw back into it, but uh, way too little, way too late. They fall to the Astros 4-2. to two. Uh, The phone number is 651-461. Nine two two six. Call now if you'd like to give your opinion, your perspective, any takes that you may have with regards to tonight's ball game. Because I'm sure that maybe a few of you out there have a take or two about what transpired tonight in Houston. First off, um, I have to tip my cap to Justin Verlander. Uh, Justin Verlander, who we all know will be, um, he's a future Major League Baseball Hall of Famer. He was outstanding tonight. He got his 16th win on the season. And he's most likely, or very likely, um, to win the Cy Young this year. He could. He's one of the top front runners. He went six innings. He gave up nothing. Nothing. No runs because he gave up no hits. He was spectacular. He walked nobody. He struck out ten. That he, he he's phenomenal. Um, I've never really been like I'm a fan of baseball. Uh, I'm not a fan of of him necessarily, like because I don't support the teams that he plays for. But you gotta respect Justin Verlander. He has been awesome this year. And I know that many people may have questioned or doubt could he get all the way back after the injury. No, he's been spectacular this season. A one eight seven ERA for Justin Verlander, and he was absolutely dominant tonight. He threw ninety one pitches, and it was one of those situations where he's just mowing us down, like we got nothing on him tonight, right? How deep in the game is he going to go? Like that becomes the question: Do they allow him to throw a hundred pitches? Do they allow the pitch count to get? You know what? Dusty Baker did the right thing. It's Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander's accomplished everything, right? He's accomplished everything. You're not going to have your stud ace pitcher go out there and tax himself and put himself at risk and the team and everything that they are trying to accomplish at at, at risk tonight. So after six, he was done. They handed it to the bullpen, and they continue to do the work. Uh, On the... Other side with the Minnesota Twins. Aaron Sanchez, I thought, was fine. Now, it was very unfortunate what happened in the um, the fifth inning 
with the whole he Tuve Altuve gets upset, he gets in his feelings, which that was not intentional. Okay, and so Altuve gets upset. He wants to have a few words. Sanchez is kind of like, what? Do what? And so he's saying a few things. Both, you know, benches clear. Um, there's a little bit of chatter back and forth. We know how, you know, baseball works. And in the midst of all of that, which, and I didn't like this, okay? So we we know the rule is that, you know, when the manager ends up um, on the mound, that that's viewed as a visit. Okay, I, I get in this particular situation where Rocco's just checking on his guy to make sure he's good. Is that actually should that actually have counted as a visit? Like, like I, I guess if we want to go with the technicalities of it, fine. But but really, that's what we're doing here. Th- that's what we're doing. And so it, it, Rocco says that he didn't think anything of that particular moment. He was not aware that that was viewed as a visit. So then what ends up happening is after Sanchez gives up another hit, then P. Mackey comes out there, and then they say he's he's got to leave the game. This is back-to-back visits. And Rocco was dumbfounded. He was confused. He was like, what? Is this what we're really doing? And let me ask you, Chris. Chris, I know that technically the, the, the refs, um, the umpires did the right thing. But that just, I don't know, man. I, I don't even know if there's really a gray area there, but how did you perceive that situation? Because I thought that that was kind of a tic-tac-y. That's, I don't know. I, I just, I wasn't in agreement on that. I, I can see it from both sides, Like I, I really can, and I know that's not exactly the Switzerland answer I should probably give. But b- by the letter of the, as it was happening in real time. Yes, I, I, I understand that. I, I look at it, and I'm like, Okay, let's take the situation into account. You've got, you know, a little dust up, and naturally the manager is going to go out there on behalf you of. You got his people player. all over the field. Yeah, a- absolutely. It's it's not like Rocco is going out there with the intent to talk to the pitcher. You know, he's going out there to to try and calm everything down, and you may at the same time mention something to your pitcher. Now them you know that interaction technically counts as a mound visit which in the moment which i think henry you need to leave open for interpretation like context is king with this and the context of that is that rocco was not going out there to talk to aaron sanchez well he said that he said to him he all he asked him was the question are you good because this was one of those situations where both teams, you know, were everybody's getting kind of amped up, and he's just like, "Man, are you good to go?" And the reaction was, or I guess Sanchez says, "Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm yeah, totally good." Yeah, and if it wasn't for if, if it wasn't for Altuve overreacting to something that was so minuscule and ridiculous, if it wasn't for Altuve huffing and puffing his chest, Rocco wouldn't have had to go out there. So to me, it it was ludicrous. But then you go back and you look at the you you know you look at the rule as it's written. Technically, they did the right thing. Technically, they they did the right thing, and and they're in the responsibility. And I I think um, you know Chris and Corey were talking about this that the responsibility therein lies with the Twins staff. Like somebody in that dugout 
has got to realize that, hey, the, the home plate umpire said, yes, that is officially a mound visit. So somebody with the Twins has got to let Rocco know. So in that respect, in real time, was yeah, it silly? He should have yes. been sitting he, he should have been sitting there not knowing at all what took place before um, his pitching coach ends up going out there. Yeah, and I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better start from Aaron Sanchez. Like no, he he was doing exactly what he he exceeded any expectations I that I had for him tonight and and really it was a shame because I felt like for once they could have gotten a little bit more out of their starter and you need all hands on deck when you're taking on Houston I mean that that's obvious yeah Sanchez tonight he went four innings gave up six hits he only gave up two earned runs uh, he walked one batter gave up. Oh, he had four strikeouts on seventy-five pitches, and you could—you just—he had more in the tank. He was going to pitch more. Um, now, whether he got out of that inning or not, because they were starting to try to, you know, put—he had the hit batter, and then he gave up the single right there. There's no telling how that was going to shake out because Cole Sands came in and was a rock star, and that was awesome what he was able to get out of that jam. But at the end of the day, I mean, it just sucked because Sanchez did have a good outing, and he wasn't able to go deeper in that baseball game. But this is the thing, and I want to pose this to you out there listening at 651-461-9226. Where we are at in this season, and there's plenty of season left, and the Twins are still in this thing, even though it looks like Cleveland is going to put a little bit more separation uh, between themselves and the Twins and the White Sox. The White Sox, they lost earlier tonight to Baltimore. Cleveland is leading right now. It's bottom eight. They're in San Diego, and they lead 3-1. to one. But we're at this point in, in the season here where the pitching is good enough to win all of these ballgames here. But the bats, not so much. What member of the Twins team do you think is underperforming the most? 651-461-9226. Because when I look at like today's line, and I understand okay, that Trevor Larnick's not available, that Alice Kirilov is not available. We get that. We're just talking about all the people that are available. We know that Byron Buxton um, is not available right now because he's, he's, he's injured. But when I start looking at who you have available, and I start thinking about names and guys that have been around here for a while and new names, I think that we all have our certain, like, expectations for people. When I look at, well, let's look at tonight's lineup. Luis Arise, he's overachieved in terms of, like, my expectations. I didn't expect Luis Arise to be batting 324. Carlos Correa, in my opinion, he hasn't lived up to the contract yet. I know that he's got all the talent in the world. Not there yet. Jorge Polanco, been very inconsistent. I would say underachieved. Jose Miranda, overachieved. Nick Gordon, overachieved. Max Kepler, vastly underachieving. Gio Urshela, overachieving. Jay Cave is Jay Cave. And then Gary Sanchez, he is who he is. So specifically, I think that we're in a situation where we've got some guys that have had great production before that are underachieving. And Correa, Polanco, because he's been too inconsistent. And then we've also got Max Kepler, a part of that. So those guys have to step up. And now we have Buxton, who's on the uh, 
ten day um, IL with the uh, the hip injury. Six five one four six one nine two two six. We'll take our first break. We'll come back. We'll get to your phone calls. Love to get your reaction. Twins fall to the Houston Astros four to two. This is final pitch on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. All right, welcome back to Final Pitch, News Talk 830 WCCO. I want to say welcome back to a Twins victory, but the Twins, they didn't get it done tonight. And we knew going in it was going to be tough. But, man, was it tough. Justin Verlander, win number 16 on the season. He um, he was a boss tonight. He was, I think, a guy that will probably see a ton on Sports Center tonight if you're watching the late Sports Center on ESPN. But Verlander... Six innings, gave up no hits, no one runs, didn't walk anybody, struck out 10 on 91 pitches, then handed it off to the bullpen. Um, the bullpen got shaky there in the ninth inning, but at that particular point, they were leading for nothing. Uh, on our side of things, Aaron Sanchez, he's got nothing to be upset about. Well, maybe he's just upset that the umpires threw him out or said that he, he had to leave the game because of the whole two-visit deal, and then the pitchers got to exit the game. But he went four innings, gave up six hits, a couple of earned runs, one walk, four strikeouts on 75 pitches. Cole Sands was outstanding tonight. He was really good. Uh, he went two innings. He gave up four hits, one earned run, didn't walk anybody, three strikeouts on 38 pitches. So that was that was the good part for Sands. Um, too little, too late, though. I know that many of you that maybe didn't listen to the game or if you didn't watch the game will say, okay, 4-2. We didn't get embarrassed. And you don't expect the Twins to get embarrassed because the Twins are a team that's contending for a playoff spot. But, my gosh, man, they were not able to do anything until the ninth inning. Uh, Like, for the better part of this game, Chris, it was a 2-0 game. Like, after six, it was still two nothing. Yeah, it, it felt it, like it should have been a lot more. I, I yeah, mean, Aaron, until the Bregman home run. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Sanchez, he was playing with fire a little bit, but the Twins were able to get out of it with you know double plays and you know and solid defense. I I felt like they were never really in the game though because of the way that Justin Verlander was pitching, but. I did feel like once he once he left that game, I felt like okay, if you can just get a little something going, but then that Bregman home run and it made it four nothing. And at that point, it felt like it was one of those unreachable deficits that you were going to have against Houston. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, look, it we had a situation there in the top of the eighth. That was an opportunity to get back into uh, this thing. Uh, this thing too. Kepler doubled, Urshela single. So now you got runners at first and third. Okay, with uh, hold on, hold on one second. I got a little something going on here. All right, uh, first and third there, with nobody out. Right? Yes. And look, can we just we can just admit that it was a rough night for Jake Cave. <laughs> Jake had a rough night at the plate. Uh, I he mean, was... what what is what is the golden sombrero? Is that four strikeouts? Yes. Okay, yeah. Congratulations. The, the golden sombrero. And I, I know that people are down on Jake Cave, and, and I think that there was a reason. Jake's in a position that he, did, he didn't, you know, he's just, he's trying to do the best he can. Yeah, he, he can, and, and he's outfield depth at this point. But let's say this about Jake Cave, that there's a reason that he spent most of the year in St. Paul. 
that he wasn't brought up to the major league team. I think he's great depth. Like I, I think Jake Cave is a nice complimentary player for the Twins, but I feel Henry. Remember last year when we had, you know, Nick Gordon wasn't even an outfielder and he got thrown into playing the outfield. And then you had Rob Refsnyder. That was well, you need f- bodies. I mean, that's just the bottom exactly. line. Bo- exactly. Yeah, Cave, it's, Cave it's is up de- here. It's deja vu. Cave is up here for a body. Beckham's up here for a body. So, yeah. so we understand what that situation is. But in that top of the eighth, Kepler is on third. Urshela is on first. We've got runners at first and third. With nobody out. Cave strikes out swinging. That's one. And then Gary Sanchez grounds into a double play. And your rally's over. Like, you're trying to rally. You're trying to put some runs on the board. And it just was not going to happen tonight. 651-461-9226. Let's take a phone call from Kelly Madsen in Maple Grove. What's up, Kelly? Yeah, you know, that's... This inning was just like the same inning that happened in Toronto. Because you got Gary Sanchez that was trying to grab a ball from Maryfield, and then the ump calls it a violation call. Now look what happened here. Look what happened just here. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, the uh, the pitcher, what was that? Uh, um, Sanchez? Uh, yeah. Uh, so when... Yeah. So. Uh, oh, you're talking about just you're talking about just how the, you're talking about how a rule in the rule yeah. book altered the yeah, game I'm, for the Twins. I'm, I'm, uh, it, it was yeah. It was almost yeah. Uh, yeah. It was the uh, the same the same comparison because you have. Uh, well, not not really, uh, but I see what you're saying. You're saying that a, that a technicality that that something in the rules book really yeah. altered the game. I, I yeah. hear you. Yeah, and so when Rocco got mad so you know it's kind of difficult to depict you know is it uh, is it um good uh performance when you yell at the ump or is it bad <laughs> performance well 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 and thanks for the phone call kelly madsen and maple grove appreciate it a couple things about this okay um yes by the rule book the right decision was made by the umpiring staff. I get that, okay? Number two, though, I'm glad that Rocco argued, okay? Because I think that that entire situation, I think it was two things happened there, okay? I think, number one, he legitimately was upset about how that was viewed, like him in the whole on the mound after the uh, Altuve gets hit by the pitch, he's trying to calm people down, trying to make sure that his pitcher is fine, his team is fine, and nothing's going to happen uh, moving forward with the Astros, number one. Number two, I think that he also was arguing because he needed to give his relief pitcher time to warm up. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for And, and I thought that. he did a spectacular job with that. Like, Rocco... He needs to win an Oscar for that. <laughs> Seriously, give him give him an Oscar for that because that was a hell of a performance for for Rocco. Just just giving Cole Stands plenty of time to get those warm up pitches in. I thought he did awesome right there. Yeah, he did exactly what he needed to do to help prepare his team. Because I mean, it's a tough spot to come into no matter what. But I, once Rocco realized that he was going to get tossed. You have to try and stretch that out to give Cole Sands that opportunity. 
And I think from that respect, you can say, you know, the antics are a little silly, a little over the top. Sometimes I think there's more at play, Henry, than what we realize on the surface. There's a method to the madness. Yes, absolutely. All right, 651-461-9226. And, and, and look, Paco's been a little bit more upset here in the last month than we typically see Rocco. I noticed that. Rocco, yeah, he's, he's a little... For the most part... Gustier. He he's he's mostly mild mannered, but in the last month, he's been. I guess the word I'll use or the way that I'll describe, he's been more vocal. And I'm not mad at him. I'll take that. I got no issue with that. No issue whatsoever. All right, six five one four six one nine two two six. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to some of the highlights as well as the post game reaction. Final segment of final pitch on the neighbor. All right, final couple of minutes here. News Talk 830 WCCO. This is final pitch. Twins fall tonight to the Houston Astros 4-2. Nice little welcome back for Carlos Correa, wasn't it? I thought that was pretty awesome. Like, they welcomed him back. They were like, hey, we got no problems. We got no issues with you. You're a champion. One of the greats. So, uh, Carlos, and he actually broke up the no-hitter. And I know that Verlander, he didn't give up any hits, but when he was replaced, <laughs> Korea had the blue single that uh, they got the Twins. It's the circle of baseball life. Got that. Yeah. Yeah, like the sweat off the road. Oh, yeah, we're not going to get it. You couldn't have, you, it was a storybook. You know, you couldn't have written it up any better, Henry, except for a win and I such. Know. <laughs> All right, let's get to the highlights and then some of the post-game reaction here. Uh, in the bottom of the second for the Astros, uh, Mauricio Devon with an RBI single. And the 2-0 pitch, ground ball right side, base hit right field. Bregman scores, Pena down to second base. Another breaking ball, and this time Dubon did not waste his chance to, to uh, deliver for his team. A two-out run scoring knock to right, one nothing Houston. All right, so they go up one nothing, and then in the bottom of the fourth, Trey Mancini uh, with an RBI double to give the uh, Astros a 2 nothing lead. Pitch delivered, and this ball cracked to straightaway center field. Gordon retreating, still going back in front of the wall, reaches up, can't get it, and it bounces off the 409 side. He bobbles the initial bounce. The lead runner, Tucker, scores easily. It's a run-scoring double for Trey Mancini, who snaps his 0 for 8 with a ringing double over the head of Gordon in center field. He'll replace his teammate Tucker at second base, and the lead is 2-0. All right, and then we had the uh, the situation that everybody's going to be talking about a little bit maybe tomorrow was the hit-by-pitch where it was Jose Altuve. He was at the plate. Aaron Sanchez for the Twins hits Altuve in the tempers flare. That one might have hit him. It did. Oh, and Altuve's mad. Hit him in the thighs, and he stares out at his former teammate Sanchez. He's angry. And Altuve throwing his elbow pad away towards the home dugout, and he'll stomp down to first. Sanchez is talking to him. His palms are out. Here come the Astros. Here comes Correa to play Peacemaker. Sanchez still standing on the mound with his hands up saying, what's your problem, man? I, I don't I don't think that that was intentional. I don't, because why would you do that right there? But let me just say this. They're former teammates. There could be something there. 
There could be something there. I'm just saying. So in that bottom of the fifth, after he gives up um, a single there, and there's a little bit of a threat, pitching coach comes out to the mound, and automatically the umpires say he's got to leave. He's got to be removed from the game because it was the second mound visit of that inning. Rocco didn't know anything about that. This is how it played out. Rocco, I think, is just finding out now that, that Rob Drake, the home plate umpire, charged the Twins with a mound visit. Yep. He's got to come out of the game. Oh, my gosh. Nobody's up. And Rocco's about to be thrown out of this yeah, game here. he's gone. There he goes. There he goes. There goes Rocco. They're going to chase Pete Mackey off the field, and I believe they're saying Aaron Sanchez has to come out of the ballgame. Yeah, that's exactly what happened after that. And during this whole, you know, ordeal, the opposing pitcher, the future Hall of Famer, Justin Verlander, he was just doing whatever he wanted to do. He's striking out Jay Cave, one of many. Here's the payoff pitch. Swung on a miss. He struck him out. Corey slash Karnak right on top of it, and that's strikeout number 10 for Justin Verlander. I suggest Verlander. 10 Ks on the evening. Uh, we go to the, uh, he, he leaves and exits, giving up no hits tonight. Carlos Correa, though, he absolutely was the guy that broke up the no hitter. This is what it sounded like in the top of the seventh. And the next one, line drive left center field towards the gap, over, diving and missing the ball is Dubon. It's a base hit for Correa. All right, so the base hit for Correa, and I do want to play the, the I guess, one of the hits that led to a run for the Minnesota Twins since we did not win, and that will be Max Kepler with his RBI single. Neris to Kepler from the stretch. And the 2-2 pitch, a flare, center field, shallow, going out. Pena won't get it, base hit. Polanco heads home, he will score, so Kepler delivers a two-out RBI single, and the Twins make this a two-run game. It's 4-2 in Houston. All right, and that's how it ended up, 4-2. The Astros win game one of this series. Uh, let's hear from Rocco talking about Altuve being upset with Aaron Sanchez. I honestly have no idea. No, I, I haven't learned anything more about that. There might not be anything about it, you know, at all. I, uh, If anything comes up, we'll handle it. You know, we're not... Um, looking for anything obviously in that situation we're trying to win the game it's all we care about is going out there and winning the game and uh putting a, a, a you know a speedy leadoff hitter on the bases with no outs um for the sake of i mean that it doesn't make any sense so no I, we weren't doing that and uh i haven't heard anything else about it and lastly rocco just commenting just saying that look the umpires there are there no excuses for losing these ball games right now we don't like to make excuses, so I'm not going to sit here and make excuses and say that we're, we're losing games because of uh, umpire interactions or poor community. Like, we're going to have to find ways to still win. You know, We showed some signs of life against some good relievers uh, towards the end of the game today, which I was happy to see. You know, We're, we're playing a good team right now, so we're, we're not going to, again, we're going to have to play better than, better than good baseball to go out there and, and win tomorrow and the next day, and that's what we need to focus our energy on right now. And that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to find some way to uh, put together a little stretch of wins here. And I'm sure that the uh, the Minnesota Twins will find a way. 
All right, that's going to wrap up final pitch this evening. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Same situation. We'll do a lake show, uh, kicking into the pregame, and then after the game, we'll do final pitch. Talk to you then. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.